Welcome to this podcast of Sound Off from September 12, 2022 with your host, Nate Laux. Nate's guests today are the LaPorte County Sheriff candidates, Ron Heeg and Andy Hynek. Now here's your host, Pastor Nate Laux. Hello, friends. This is Nate Laux. Today is Monday, September 12th. It's good to have you with us today on the show. It begins a, a big day for us as we've been working hard to get some election show coverage for you. You might not even think about this because you're busy with all the stuff that's going on in your life, but there are only 56 days left until election day. And as you know here, uh, we are big into local politics. We believe that local politics matters, whether it's a uh, local trustee or a, uh, a county council, city council, or a state representative. These races matter. So much of our time and energy in the media is spent on federal things, federal races, federal candidates. But we want to make sure that you also know the people who you're voting for on a local level because they do impact your life. So a few rules about these shows as we're uh, entering into them. We want to get in as much conversation as possible with the candidates to help you learn about these uh, men and women so we will not be taking any calls. However, you can still ask questions through text and email. It just allows uh, that process to be a little bit uh, clearer. Uh, no meandering on question ask, uh, answering kind of things. So if you do have a question, I do want to hear them. Just email me um, at soundoff at 967theagle.com or you can text me at 219-362-0522. If I don't answer your call then, because we will not be answering calls during this show, it's not because I don't like it. I do like it. We're just trying to make as much conversation as possible in today's show. So let me get to uh, today, the first show of the two, 2022 election coverage on soundoff and hometownnewsnow.com. My guest today... He's a graduate of Michigan City High School, Indiana University, South Bend, with an associate degree in criminal justice, Indiana Law Enforcement Academy, and the University of Louisville's Southern Police Institute's Leadership Studies Program. He's currently the chief deputy of the LaPorte County Sheriff's Office. Welcome Republican Party candidate for LaPorte County Sheriff, Ron Heeg. How are you, Ron? I'm doing excellent today, Nate. How are you today? I'm good. It's good to have you here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here today. My next uh, guest as well is a graduate of New Prairie High School. Now, Ron, I'm not going to... I'm not going to choose favorites because I know your kids go to New Prairie. That so is that correct. has redeemed you. I'm a New Prairie graduate <laughs> and this guest is as well. Associate's degree in criminal justice from Indiana University, Indiana Law Enforcement Academy graduate as well. He's currently a captain slash shift commander for the LaPorte County Sheriff's Office. Welcome Democratic Party candidate for LaPorte County Sheriff, Andy Hynek. Welcome, Andy. Welcome. Thanks for having us, Nate. Yeah, it's good to have you guys both here. I uh, consider you both friends. It's good to have you. And uh, I'm glad you're running for these offices. So we'll start with Ron first. Why did you get into law enforcement? So this is a, a two-parter. Why did you first want to get into law enforcement? And then eventually, why have you wanted to run for sheriff? That's a very good question, Nate. And my, my interest in law enforcement dates back to probably I was just a, a young guy riding my bicycle around the, um, the neighborhood. Um, I, I wanted to be a police officer for as long as I could remember. Um, and I wanted to be a, a police officer uh, for the sheriff's office as long as I can remember. I l grew up in the rural part of the county, up in Springfield Township, and uh, when we would be out riding our bikes and that, uh, every time a sheriff's deputy would drive through the neighborhood or something, me and my friends were just kind of awestruck about the sheriff's car coming through the neighborhood. And that's that started to resonate with me, and then as I got older, 
Um, again, I wanted to be a police officer for the sheriff's office. I didn't want to go to the state police. I didn't want to go to the federal level or anything. It was the LaPorte County Sheriff's Office or none for me, and uh, we were able to accomplish that goal. Uh, the next question, why do I want to be sheriff? You know, I'm, that's another good question, and I just had that uh, a question just the other night at the Farm Bureau dinner that the uh, Farm Bureau hosted. And, you know, I'm not going to be one of those guys to say that it was a lifelong goal of mine to be sheriff of LaPorte County because that's not true. Um, you know, again, I wanted to be a police officer for the sheriff's office, uh, and I, I was able to accomplish accomplish that. You, um, as you, you go through your career, you want to get promoted, you, know, you want to be a detective, then you want to become a supervisor. And I had those goals in mind. Um, but it wasn't until Sheriff Boyd appointed me his chief deputy, it, it opened up another door for me. And that was about then I started um, realizing that maybe this is an, uh, an avenue and a, and a road that I do want to go down on. And uh, we began to, I began to start laying that foundation to where we're at today. Good to hear. Andy, I'm going to give you the same question. So what made you want to get into law enforcement first? And then why run for sheriff? Again, we know many law enforcement um, uh, people uh, in your departments, they've got no desire to run for sheriff, right? So not every police officer wants to be the person in charge. So why did you get into law enforcement and why did you run for sheriff then? Yeah, so uh, again, uh, similar to Ron, I wanted to be a, a police officer since I was a young boy. Um, it's something that's that's always interested me. It's something I've been passionate about. Uh, I did ride-alongs when I was in high school with uh, Roger Bernard, who was uh, an idol uh, to me. Um, and I saw how Roger had uh, this way about him, how he knew everybody in his community, and he loved to take care of the community that, that he lived in. Uh, and so that was why I made my choice to come to the sheriff's department to help folks, to help folks where I, I'm born and raised, uh, where I raised my kids at. Uh, and I want to be sheriff. Uh, that was an, an, it's another good question. The reason I want to be sheriff or, or when that became was early on in my career. Um, I realized that at some point as I moved through the ranks of the sheriff's department, that uh, gaining that experience from the different divisions would allow me to put my vision to work at the sheriff's department uh, as the sheriff. Uh, so it's been something that's been a, a career-long goal for me and something I've been working on for my, my 22 years, again, just through putting myself through and, and making myself through the different ranks. So I'll start with Andy on this question, then we'll move to Ron. So a recent report from the Hort County Coroner, Lynn Swanson, said that overdose numbers are up around LaPorte County. And again, uh, these things, um, overdoses, impact various agencies, right? Not only law enforcement, the coroner's office, but also EMS um, and the hospital systems, right? Um, And 99% of those deaths, according to the coroner, involve fentanyl. What can the sheriff's department and law enforcement in general do to help with LaPorte County's overdose issues? Good question. Uh, and they are up. And, and I told folks this here recently at a event that I was at. As the midnight commander, uh, the last three or four rotations, the four-day work weeks that I worked, uh, I personally gave Narcan to different individuals. That's a scary uh, statistic uh, because I'm one of about 60 uh, patrol officers that has given that. So the numbers are up. Um, what we can do locally is continue to have an aggressive uh, drug task force. I was fortunate enough to be the commander of that unit for a long time. Uh, they are, I can tell you, aggressively out there 
going after those that are supplying fentanyl to our community. Uh, they do really good networking with neighboring agencies to work investigations with them to bring those people to justice. The prosecutor's office has done a phenomenal job on prosecuting those folks that we can prove are supplying fentanyl to our community. One of the things that I would like to increase uh, once elected sheriff is the educational part of the addiction. And uh, instead of having myself go and tell somebody not to do drugs, uh, and they look at me and say, well, what does this guy know about addiction? Rather, we need to use folks that have had lived that lifestyle. They have a story to tell uh, and let them tell their story to hopefully keep somebody else that's getting ready to make that good choice, bad choice, uh, to make the right one because they've heard somebody's story that has actually lived that. But it's, uh, it is a community problem that we have to work together on. All right. I'll give you the same question, Ron. A recent report from the Port County Coroner, uh, Lynn Swanson, said the overdose numbers are up around the Port County and that 99% of those deaths involve fentanyl. What can the Sheriff's Department and law enforcement in general do to help with LaPorte County's overdose issues? Right. Great, Nate. And you're right. That is a good question. And that is very concerning that the numbers are up. And you know, I guess if there's any good news about this is is the fact that we're not just experiencing it here in LaPorte County. It's, sure. it's obviously a national epidemic. And, and I truly believe that uh, some of the drug problems that we're experiencing is due to some of the mental health issues that we're also experiencing. You know, drug abuse and mental health are the two biggest uh, issues that affect law enforcement in the United States these days. And we see that because we see a lot of these abusers who are what we call self-medicating themselves with some of these drugs, either because they don't want to seek professional help or they can't afford uh, professional help. So uh, they're up because of a whole host of things. It's just not drug users. I, I've never met an individual once in my 25 years here at the sheriff's office that woke up and says, I'm going to I'm going to take heroin today or I'm going to take fentanyl today. It, it starts with much less stuff and it, it progresses into a, a severe addiction. What I would like to see is I like to tackle it on a three prong approach. I'd like to see us get back into the schools on an education-based system such as the DARE program. Uh, that would be prong number one. Prong number two, I'd like to see us to continue our aggressive enforcement. You know, uh, when Sheriff Boyd was elected sheriff eight years ago, uh, he tasked me to, to chair the committee to form uh, a committee together that got his HIDA designated, and that's a high-intensity drug trafficking area designation by the federal government, which brings a lot of federal resources into our community to assist with this problem as well, too. And then my third prong would be is, is some good rehab. You know, too many individuals uh, want to get the help, but there's either a wait or a backlog to get them in, and then they go back to their old ways before they can actually seek uh, the help that they want. Thank you so much. We've got uh, Ron Heeg, Republican candidate for the Port County Sheriff, and Andy Hynek, Democratic candidate for the Port County Sheriff in the studio today. If you have a question, I'd love to hear from you. You can text me at 219-362-0522, or you can email me at soundoff at 967theeagle.com. We're going to take our first break. If you Again, if you have a question, let me know at those uh, numbers. If you have a question for the Port County Sheriff's candidates, text 219-362-0522, or email soundoff at 967theeagle.com. Uh, com. We're going to take a, a couple minute break here on 96.7 The Ego and we'll be right back here. Keep listening to Sound Off Radio.
Welcome back, friends. Good to have you with us. Today on the show, we've got LaPorte County Sheriff candidates Ron Heeg and Andy Heineck on the show. And so if you have a question, don't call, just text 219-362-0522 or email me at soundoff at 967theagle.com. It's good to have you both in the studio today. Let's talk a little bit about um, employment issues that the county sheriff's uh, department has had, the solutions that the county has put into place. Some of them were a little more controversial. So uh, I'll ask you straightforward right now. Uh, first, you, Ron, were you in favor of the public uh, uh, income tax increase that the county just uh, went through a couple months ago? Absolutely. Without a doubt, I was absolutely for it. And I was uh, uh, part of the team that was championing that cause and, and going out. And I spoke to some of the town councils that we went to and presented this to uh, because I, I truly feel that um, you know, part of my goal is that when my time here in LaPorte County and with LaPorte County Sheriff's Department is done, that we can turn the county over into uh, next generation in better shape than it was given to us. And I truly believe that this lit tax will allow us to turn LaPorte County uh, over to the next generation in better shape than it was given to us. So absolutely, without a doubt, I was 100% in favor of it. Andy Heineck, similar question for you. Were you in favor of the public income tax increase? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the reason is because you simply have to pay folks what they're worth. Policemen, firemen, paramedics. Uh, we want to make sure that we can afford to employ the best of the best in our jail, on the road, our paramedics, uh, etc. But there's a cost associated with that, right? And we've realized since COVID, again, you have to pay people what they're worth. So I absolutely support that um, when that topic came up. Andy, I'll, I'll keep with you for this right now. So including in this, one of the questions we get most often from our listeners when it comes to the public income tax uh, increase what happens if it doesn't work? So you're, you're raising the taxes, minimally, but still raising the taxes. And you're hoping that, again, this is going to, the increased wages is going to not only keep the uh, deputies and the people in public safety, because it's not just a, a police thing, happier, right? Um, that they might not be more attracted to go elsewhere. And you're hoping that it'll attract more people. What happens if it's not just a wage issue? Well, I agree, and I think employment isn't isn't just a wage issue. Um, although you you like I said, you have to pay folks what what they're worth. Uh, morale is another thing, right? We need to make sure that we're continuously doing what we can as administration to keep our employees happy, mm -hmm. um, and that is championing their cause all the time, making sure we celebrate them, etc. And that goes for all, you know, 170 plus of our employees, uh, ensuring that they have the right equipment, that they have, uh, that their voices are heard. And I think that goes a long way. Uh, so I think with a culmination of making sure that we are listening to our employees, keeping their morale up along with the pay, I think we're going to be okay. I think the other thing is that we can use uh take a play out of the playbook of places like South Bend that have done some really innovative stuff when it comes to recruiting employees, uh, new employees, uh, instead of reinventing the wheel, uh, do some of the stuff they're doing. But at the end of the day, our employees, and this is not just the sheriff's department, it goes for no matter where you work at, but specifically with the sheriff's office, 
our employees are our best recruiters. So the happier we keep them, the more likely they are to go out into our community, spread the good word, and have their friends and associates come apply with us. Ronnie, I'll give you a similar question. Again, it's a it's an issue our listeners have brought up uh, multiple times, and I even have a, a text here about it. What happens if the public income uh, tax increase doesn't do what you think it's going to do to attract more people? Well, I think that some of the action that the council has taken right now and previous to this this year when they uh, provided LaPorte County EMS a, a raise earlier this year, um, which was obviously much needed because they were bleeding employees out like there was no tomorrow. Uh, they provided uh, LaPorte County EMS with a, a significant raise early this year, and that actually stopped everybody from jumping ship. And actually, I believe they're pretty much at full staff now. So that shows what just taking some steps mm-hmm. uh, will do to help some of this. You know, it's not just about recruiting new employees although it is because mm-hmm. we're down several employees ourselves at the sheriff's office and the 911 center's down and, and that but it's about keeping our trained senior uh, officers there as well to to prevent them from you know just giving up the law enforcement career and maybe going into the private sector we've uh, we're, we've just recently lost three employees that were tenured officers um that went to the private sector. Yeah. So it's not just other departments. It's not just other departments. It's not uh, other agencies. They're they're just getting out of law enforcement completely to um uh, to go to the private sector to make money. So uh, we we just have to pay them. And I don't think any police officer got into the job to make to become rich, but we we need to pay a competitive salary. Uh, Ron, uh, I'll keep with you on this question. We've seen attacks on law enforcement on a local and federal lap, uh, level happen throughout the country, uh, whether it's local police or the FBI. Some people say you can't trust law enforcement to be purveyors of good in a community. We've seen these kind of uh, sentiments. What would you say to those skeptical of law enforcement's role in society and specifically here in LaPorte County? Yeah, that's that's a great, uh, good question. And my response to that is, you know, just because there's one bad apple on the tree, it doesn't make the whole tree bad. And I, I preached that before. You know, there, there there's going to be some bad police officers out there, just like there's some bad doctors or some bad attorneys. There's bad radio hosts out there. I've even met not, a bad pastor or two. I that, have, not I have, throwing stones you know, couple, at you, but in any profession, I mean, if we truly looked at ourselves in the mirror in our professions i think every profession can say there's been a few bad apples there Uh, myself and captain heineck we don't want those bad eggs on that department more than any of the public do we try to get them out as fast as possible so uh with that being said you know unfortunately that's going to prevail uh but that doesn't make the rest of us bad andy anything to add to that yeah, I'll, I'll uh, quote Paul Harvey when he says uh, less than one half of one percent uh, of policemen tarnish the badge, right? And um, so that's a pretty remarkable uh, number. Unfortunately, the media doesn't do us any favors. I can tell you, having been employed here for 22 years, the folks of LaPorte County, and this includes the, the city police in both LaPorte and Michigan City and all the towns and compasses in LaPorte County, um, they're in good hands. They have uh, they're, they have some very dedicated law enforcement officers uh, working in their jail, patrolling their streets, investigating their crimes. Uh, so you're in good hands here. Don't don't listen to that national uh, rhetoric. All right, we've got uh, LaPorte County Sheriff candidates Ron Heeg and Andy Heineck on the show today. If you have a question, you can text me on the Liquor Vault uh, line at 219-362-0522 or email me at soundoff at 967theeagle.com. Let's get to a couple questions that have been submitted here. Um, 
here's a question um, on the movement of the Laporte County Jail out of the city. Uh, Andy, I'll let you start because Ron started this last one. Where would you consider new locations, um, and maybe what kinds of things would you find important to be in a new jail center? That's a really good question. Uh, we absolutely need to get it out of uh, the city of Laporte. Um, you know, it's a it's a conversation that not everybody likes to have because there's going to be some costs associated with it. But the jail uh, has aged. Um, the building itself is uh, in need of some repairs. Uh, and so I think we look, we have to be fiscally responsible, obviously, but we need to look at uh, two different locations in my mind. Uh, one is around the fairgrounds where the county already owns some property um, and see if we can make it fit there. Uh, the other location would be closer to the Summit Farm, perhaps, um, where the Summit Boot Camp is now. But we need to make sure, one, it's accessible for all of our citizens. We all too often forget about the folks in Michigan City, and, and we need to make sure that it's in a location accessible for those residents as well as the folks of, of the city of Laporte, and that it's in a location that is ideal for the law enforcement agencies that use the jail. So, um, but again, uh, that's a conversation we definitely have to start having um, with, with the county council and commissioners on trying to establish cost and location. Uh, Ron Heeg, uh, do you agree that something's going to have to be done with the jail um, and its location and things like that? And if so, um, where uh, are maybe some locations this listener wants to know? And then also, what are some of the things that you think would be important to add in it? Sure. You know, the, the answer is, is not if we need a new jail, but it's going to be when we need a new jail. And you're right. The jail is obviously aging. The original jail was built in the 70s when we had the addition uh, put on and remodel of it and in 2000, 2001. And they say a jail ages in dog years, seven years. It never for, gets turned off, does it? It never gets turned off. It's 365, 24-7 that that jail is in operation. And uh, quite frankly, the people that are housed there don't quite take care of it as well that maybe we would expect them to. So uh, it ages a heck of a lot more than just a standard house or, or, or a building. I think a good location for it to be housed at would be near the Summit Farm. There's a lot of uh, land up there that uh, provides plenty of space for growth and opportunity. It kind of sits the halfway point between Michigan City and LaPorte, the two uh, population centers in the county. Um, And what I would like to see in the the new jails would be obviously room for growth and expansion. Uh, So, you know, 40, 50, 60 years down the road, we're not landlocked like we are now here in the the downtown LaPorte area. But we need to uh, provide some room and space to be able to provide some treatment programs, whether it be drug abuse treatment programs or mental health um, programs or even some uh, GED classes or something to help defenders out yeah it's an interesting thing we've had sheriff john boyd you can go back and listen to those conversations who's the current sheriff who is term limited um will not be running again but uh he's talked about how essentially jails um have had to become in law enforcement in general we talk about mental health issues we talk about education issues um they're not just places to store people who have done wrong things um so we've got sheriff candidates here um we've got ron heeg who's the republican candidate for sheriff in laporte county he'll be on your ballot as well as Democratic candidate Andy Hynek will be on your ballot as well. And they've both been here answering some of your questions and my questions about what's going on. We're going to take our our final break of the day, get back for another 10 to 15 minutes of the show. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to Sound Off. We'll be right back here on 96.7 The Eagle. 
Hey friends, welcome back. This is Nate Lauks, and today we've begun our slew of shows on the election, including candidates that will be on your ballot this November. There are only 56 days left until election day. That might seem like a lot, but it'll go quick. And today on on today's show, rather, we have uh, the candidates for LaPorte County Sheriff, Republican Ron Heeg and Democratic Party candidate Andy Hynek here. And it's been a, a great conversation. So many good questions sent in here. Uh, 219-362-0522. You can text me as well. Well, or email me at soundoff at 967theeagle.com. Here's a question you received. Um, what are some things you'd like to do immediately? Uh, Ron, I'll start with you. What are some things you'd like to do immediately in the first six to 12 months? And what are some ideas maybe for some long-term plans? So those things that, you know, day one you want to start really working on. And then what are some of the longer-term plans? I think the thing that I just like to work on right now is obviously getting some recruiting and getting some some men and women hired there at the sheriff's office and get us back up to full staff. And, you know, just because we hire somebody today, uh, that person isn't going to become effective for us for probably a year and a half by the time we uh, hire them get them into the academy and when they serve their time at the academy come out and they go through the fto program that can be about a year process so that takes time and i I think it's just that is just getting the shifts and the staffing levels to where they need to be that would be my um my short-term goals than that long-term goals would obviously continue to provide uh for the men and women whether it be a continuous keeping up with the competitive wages um, and then uh, maybe reevaluate some of the things we do uh, when it comes to the shift wise, maybe create like a, a what I would call a power shift. But if we're getting hit hard in a group uh, in an area, let's say Hudson Lake, you have three or four guys. That's all they do is target Hudson Lake. If we're getting hit with a bunch of daytime burglaries in uh, Clinton, Clinton Township, you send them down to Clinton mm-hmm. Township for, for the week to try to uh, to. to to uh, take care of the problems. Those are some of the issues or some of the long-term goals. Sure. Uh, Andy Hynek, I'll ask you the same question. What are some of the things short-term, you know, in the first six to 12 months that you want to try to implement as a sheriff? And what are the longer-term plans? Yeah, so I would uh, like to work on, obviously, recruiting and retention of our employees, uh, also implementing um, a more... uh, involved mental health uh, checkup program for our employees, uh, specifically when they go to some of these tough calls. Um, Again, not reinventing the wheel, but copying from some of the other uh, surrounding agencies where we have a program in place before these uh, men and women go home from their shift in the jail or their shift on the road after they've been to a critical incident that we have uh, some resources uh, at the department right away for them. Uh, Again, similar to what South Bend does. Uh, And then Also starting to implement some programs within our jail facility uh, to better uh, rehabilitate our offenders, reduce that recidivism. And then long term, uh, we talked about it briefly, is starting to look at what we're going to do about a jail and uh, work on exploring the options of getting a contract for our employees. That's been one of the topics uh, that's been talked about is uh, exploring the options of getting a contract for all of our employees to number one, just guarantee the stuff that they already have, some of the benefits they already have, uh, but to uh, work on on that pay disparity. So this this kind of goes with a question we just received not too long ago. Anyway, uh, through our text line, uh, we've got Andy Heineck and Ron Heek on the show. Your Laporte County Sheriff candidates, and Andy, we'll start with you this time. 
Given that so many citizens in this county are proud union members and work under contracts, what is your stance on establishing a contract for members of sheriff's, the Sheriff's Department? And what do you think the benefits of a contract are, if any, for the LaPorte County Sheriff's Department? Andy, we'll start with you. Yeah, I, I support that. Uh, one, it, it would guarantee what we already have, the benefits that, that the department has, uh, because any of those without a contract can be taken away at any time. The other thing is it gives the employees a buy-in and a say in what matters to them, whether it's safety, whether it's pay, whether it's equipment, and all that can be negotiated through a contract. We've got the uh, luxury right now of having several council members and commissioners that are all former or current union members, so I would think that they would also support that, uh, having had that in their uh, professional lives as well. Uh, so I absolutely support um, the ability for our employees to have a contract. Uh, Ron Heeg, I'll ask you the same question. Yeah, I would have no issues uh, whatsoever uh, to have a contract for the men and women of the sheriff's office either. Absolutely. All right, great. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to give you guys your final words. Uh, we've got a, just maybe five minutes left on the show, and you guys can kind of, again, give them your stump speech. Uh, Ron, we'll start with you, but this is a, a, a two-parter first. Um, you have to answer this question. What is your favorite movie with a police officer? Secondly, um, based on experience, your different experience, what makes each candidate the most equipped to lead the county sheriff's department? So you can give your, your final stump speech, but I do want to know, what is your favorite ca- uh, movie with a, a police officer? I would probably have to say it's probably one of the Dirty Harry movies with Clint Eastwood. I've always Tells been a lot a, about a person. I, yeah, I've always been a Clint Eastwood fan with with his movies. I guess what makes me qualified in an experience would be just that is my experience uh, that I've had at the sheriff's office. I started off uh, almost... I did start off as an intern there at the sheriff's office when I was in uh, taking classes at IUSB. And uh, when I finished up there, then Sheriff Bob Blair offered me a full-time job in the jail. And I spent about a year and a half in the jail. Uh, then I got promoted the road, spent 10 years working as a patrolman, uh, moved to the detective bureau where I investigated crimes against persons for four years, got promoted to sergeant, and went back to the street as a supervisor for two years, uh, then came, uh, got moved back to the detective bureau as a supervisor in the detective bureau for two years. And then when Sheriff Boyd was elected, um, he appointed me his chief deputy back in 2015. So it, all, it gives me a well-rounded experience at the sheriff's office. Spent 15 years on the uh, ERT or SWAT team, mm-hmm. 15 years on the SCUBA team. And I was a field training, field training officer when I was a patrolman. So I bring a, a, a depth of knowledge and experience. All right. Andy Heineck, first, favorite police movie, and then go and give your stump speech. Well, I'd have to say probably Beverly Hills Cop or any of the Police Academy movies. I've, I've probably aged myself with that. There's The younger generation is probably Googling that right now <laughs> to see what those movies are. Uh, so what uh, my qualifications, I believe, are the fact that I've worked within every division of the department. Again, started as an intern. Uh made my way through the jail division, patrol division, detective bureau, warrants division through the fugitive apprehension team, uh, commander of the drug task force, and now patrol commander. Uh, I've dedicated my life to uh, serving the citizens of LaPorte County. It's something I'm very, very passionate about. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to serve on several boards. I serve on the uh, community corrections board, the small animal shelter board, the LaPorte County Boys and Girls Club Board, all things that I'm passionate about because they all involve our community. 
Um, and I believe this is the next step to taking care of my community and, and doing my part. Uh, like I said, born and raised here. Um, and I have a small uh, rental business where I, I've budgeted money through that. Um, so I have that experience along with the budgeting from the uh, drug task force uh, time. And uh, I would just appreciate everybody's support on November 8th. All right. Um, I'm going to give one more question. I know I told you this final question, but real quick, uh, Andy Heineck, and then we'll go with Ron. But Andy, where can people find you online if they want to know more about your candidacy and things like that? Yeah, great question. So you can go to my personal Facebook page, uh, my candidacy Facebook page, Andy Heineck for LaPorte County Sheriff or HeineckForSheriff.com and find all the information you need. All right. Go ahead, Ron. Where can people find you online? You can find me on Facebook at Ron Heeg. Uh, You can give me a call on my personal cell phone, 219-608-1004, or text me there. Or you can email me at heegforsheriff at gmail.com, and I'll get oh. back with you. Well, guys, it's been a joy to have you on the show. Again, I, I both I consider you both friends. Good to have you on here, and thank you so much for this conversation uh, about your candidacy, and good luck to you guys both uh, this November. Uh, I want to tell our listeners again next week, or sorry, on this Friday, we've got another show coming up here with our assessor candidates, John Mattishwin, Republican, and Democrat Mike Schultz. Um, it's important to know who's on your ballot. It's important to know what they stand for. So if you want to help us out, maybe share these episodes with you. I've also decided that any of the questions that you've sent in that uh, we didn't get a chance to ask, I will be giving to all the candidates and they can choose to answer those questions on their Facebook page if they'd like. Um, And so they know what questions we've been receiving. So just just because you didn't get your question asked on air doesn't mean that the candidates won't get those questions after the episode's over. So I want to thank you so much for listening. Uh, be good to yourself be good to others and keep listening to 96.7 The Eagle thank you for joining us and voicing your opinion on this edition of Sound Off the views on Sound Off are those of the host or callers and do not represent the opinion of 96.7 The Eagle Spoon River Media LLC or the sponsors Sound Off airs every Monday and Friday at 12.30 please mark your calendar and join us again for the next edition of Sound Off on 96.7 The Eagle Thank you for listening to the Sound Off Podcast at 96.7theeagle.com.